evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, big show tonight. Five whole TV shows. We've got The Ark. We've got Quantum Leap. We've got The Mayfair Witches. Uh, Star Trek Picard. And The Last of Us. And look, I have a co-host, so I don't have to babble tonight. Maybe. If the computer will let me let her in. Hello. Hello. Hi, AJ. It's Karen. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Excited to talk about our shows. Oh, it's been so a while since we had, like, five television programs that we were watching. I so know. Finally, and we've got another one. We're, yeah, and we're adding another one. We're, we're dropping one after tonight and then adding one for next week. What are we adding? Uh, Mandalorian. Starts oh, yeah. I won't, be, I won't be here for next week's podcast, so I will okay. have to uh, send you a note telling you how awesome I thought it was. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed, though, sure. because the per- – the premiere, the premiere of Mandalorian is actually setting a record for Disney+. Plus. It's going to be the shortest premiere episode of a season ever. 35 minutes. Yeah, that's kind of annoying, so right? Like we, we, yeah. we want our Mandalorian. Yeah. We want as much Mandalorian as we can get. Uh, 35 so. minutes is, is low. I mean, short. I mean, that's like sitcom level of, of length. That's a um, tease. But these shows are expensive, and I feel like they're getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. You know? Like the Marvel shows were all short. The Last of Us is oh, it's a little short. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, but you know what? We'll take what we can get, right? Exactly. All right. So we got a lot to cover. So let's... Hi, Jamie. Hello. I'm here waiting. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks. We're good. Nice. All right, nice to be so back. lots right. to cover. So let's jump in. And what did you guys think of the Mayfair Witches? I thought it was weird. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't um, work for me totally. But, like, the Lasher Dream World didn't work for me the last time we saw it either, right? Like what the last time he had like, um, and how come like is it dream world like the only thing that seems to happen with these witches is have like like he has sex with them all, um. But anyway, yeah, it was kind of weird and it didn't really, I didn't. There was a lot of it to disagree with. I think, um, I didn't really love where they took the Telemasca story line either. If I could say they took it anywhere. I don't know. Um, Jamie thought it was weird. So weird and like a... Yeah, I mean... It was so weird, it was cool. No, I mean, it was weird. I didn't necessarily think it was bad, but I I don't know that I I get where it's... But like the whole thing of Lasher being born human, I don't 
like, I mean, I get it, but I don't know that, like, I like it or to me it makes sense to put that in, but I'm guessing that that has to be in the original. So that's, you know, an Anne Rice story point. That's not, you know, their story. I think it's kind of dumb, if I'm honest, but, um, you know, I mean, it was weird. And I didn't, I guess what kind of irritates me is the way that Rowan's acting. And I, to me, it was not clear whether she's under his influence or not. Um, I yeah. would assume she was, but it it wasn't super clear. So I don't know. Like it, it yeah, I don't know. It just, and I didn't like where Cibrian's storyline is going, and that's just, you know, personal preference, I guess, of how I would have written it, but it's not my story, so. I know what you mean. Like, like she, Rowan tried very hard to um, be free of Lasher, and to resist Lasher. And so I get that in like a moment of anger, she calls him to assist her, but she appears like, like, yeah, is she acting fully under his influence or is she like, I think you're supposed to think like she likes it. Like now that like, but she was acting so crazy at the end with Cyprian that like, I don't feel like she can be like, right? Like, can she be Rowan accepting it and liking it? I'm trying she, to remember. Actually, Remind me of one yeah. thing. But when she called, when she called him, was that before she knew she was pregnant? She was already pregnant at that point, right? She was already so pregnant. It's like her, so her yeah. calling him, I kind of felt like was completely irrelevant. That was just her thinking it would work. I don't know that that, to me, that had no bearing. Right. Like last year didn't attach himself to her because she called. I took it that, he didn't answer her because he wasn't like a demon anymore exactly because he's like human inside her. That's how I took it. Now, whether or not that's correct, this thing's so weird, I don't know, but that's how I took it at any rate. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, she, she's pregnant with Cyprian's baby. Uh, and yeah. like, it's just going to be the 13th. She's the 13th. Which the thirteenth designee, and I guess the prophecy is that the child of the thirteenth is how Lasher would be born human. But it's not like like it's not like it's also weird, right? Like it's Cyprian as the father. So even though she goes into the dream cave underground, whatever that is, she goes into the dream world and like has sex with Lasher. But it's not like Lasher is his own father because Cyprian yeah, is the father of that baby. Pregnant at that point. I don't think her having sex with Lasher in that scene had anything no, to do was, with her being pregnant. Yeah, he becomes, pregnant. He's born through the baby. But yes, it's very, very weird and strange that she's having sex with him and at the same time he's sort of her baby. It, it, it doesn't, it's very disturbing if you think about it too much. So I just try not to think about it. <laughs> and that's not good. But yeah. And I, I know, <laughs> I know AJ wants to jump in, but her pregnancy, like, she's suddenly, like, advanced, like, she's not showing at all. She's barely pregnant. Like, she's, like, how many days pregnant can she be? She's only, like, in showtime, it appears to me she's only known Cyprian for about two weeks, right? She gets pregnant. Right. What's suddenly, magic? Suddenly she goes Let in me, the past, has yeah, the baby. Or ask AJ a question, wait. rather. Sorry. And the baby, wait, hang on a second, hang on a second. That baby appears to be, like, at least nine months old. That baby was crawling. So is the baby aging super fast also, or is that, like, a mistake because they couldn't get a newborn and use a giant baby? 
they had to use a actor baby. But is it me or is that baby like? Is that baby going to be like 15 next season? It definitely grew fast in her stomach, but yes, that baby looks really old. I kind of wondered that too. So I'll say the same thing. I I wondered if that was more they got an older baby. But what I wanted to ask AJ is in the book, after she's pregnant, does she have, even though per se it's not real because it's in her head, does she have sex with Asher, or is that like something they added to the TV show? They added everything to the TV show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's only like like, like twenty, that, like twenty. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I know. I'll, I'll, all right. You know, I, I, I was, I was letting you two have your say first. Yep. And then I was Let's just, hear it. I'm, I'm done. Let her rip. I'm, Let I'm her not, rip. I mean, you guys already know, because. I'm not watching season two. I, I tried to separate book from show and doing that makes the show even worse. I mean, I, actually, because this thing was all over the place, you know, and actually it's funny. I was talking to Artie who hasn't watched it, but um, we were, t- you know, we were talking about last of us and, and something came to mind. I was like, you know, I was like, it is possible to have a, book that's good and a TV show that is different but based on the book and still be good and you know I of course you know there's The Walking Dead started out like the comic and then it you know dove into the ground and you know Game of Thrones people had their issues with season 8 but it was you know but I also Dexter is actually the perfect example because Dexter season 1 while based on the first book did make some changes that worked for the show and they just totally went its own storylines from season two on with Dexter, but the show was still good until the last season. Um, and the book was in a different direction. And, and I enjoyed that still too. So you can enjoy both making changes. The problem with the TV show is I feel like they read the fucking cliff notes and just filled in the spaces, whatever they feel like. I, and I think actually, I think my biggest problem with all this is how do you have two women create this show that is about women, women, women's empowerment and completely turn it into a male dominated situation. All right. You've got Lasher who is just, he's not caring. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, we never blame the actors or anything. We blame it on direction and writing, but I, you know, Karen said it many times. She just feels he was miscast. And I agree. And it's actually, I came up with a perfect casting or, or someone like this person who I think maybe would have been more believable as a seductive lasher. And that's Tom Ellis. I think Tom Ellis would have been an awesome lasher, but that's just, yeah. Me. Um, well, I know Jamie would have probably agree with that, but I'm, I'm <laughs> like, biased like, because I like Tom Ellis. I mean, I, I know, know, I know, but, but Tom Ellis, he's just, Tom, but, I Tom Ellis has just got that 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 certain that charm. Evil, that evil evil charisma. Yes, yes, good way to put it. Um, but the thing that I you know it, it's just like so in the books Rowan can heal also. She can choose to heal somebody or she can choose to kill somebody. She actually meets Michael, who is now Cyprian. Um. From from healing him, he he almost drowns in the book, and she and she saves his life, you know, partly from medical training and the other part from 
having mystical powers. So she can heal also. Here it takes her to go back in her mind to the, you know, 1800s or wherever the hell they are. And for Lasher, basically Lasher's like, oh, touch that pillar over there. And she like heals herself. And she's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Like, no, you should have been able to do that already on your own. You're the 13th witch. You have all these powers in the book. What is going on here? And I completely hate what they do with, with Cortland, okay? So the Mayfair family is extremely incestual. There is lots of inbreeding going on there because, the, you know, to keep the bloodline pure so that the 13th uh, designee is – you know, completely Mayfair, you know, going all the way back. Like, all the designees in the book were – now, there was, you know, like – all right, some, some of the women, they married outside the Mayfair family, but the designees were always children of a Mayfair patriarch. Like, in the books, Julian, who is Cortland's father, I think he sired, like, three of the Mayfair witches. Cortland, two – uh, and Rowan being one of them. There was no rape in the book from any of the Mayfair men. It was all yeah. consensual incest. Was it creepy as hell? Yes. Was, was some of it maybe a little very creepy? Because I don't know what Anne Rice has with young children and sex. <laughs> but <laughs> like some, some of the Mayfair women, when they got pregnant, were just barely legal. Yeah, yeah, a little on the young side. You know, regardless, it was all consensual. It was something that the Mayfairs did. It, it, none of it was rape. So, the, so the fact that they turned Cortland into a rapist, like in a, like that, like in a game of, kind of pissed me off. Like in a Game of Thronesy way, where you marry people to their cousin to keep the bloodline yes. pure, yes. kind of thing. Exactly. Just like yes, yeah, just like the Targaryens. Exactly like that. Yeah. Of course, don't have much to say, but yeah. See, I let me let me tell you guys something though, because there's one thing I took differently, and I don't think you were supposed to take it that way. But when I watched this, like when I started watching it, I kind of thought at first, when I first watched it, that and and maybe and I don't know, maybe you guys took it this way too, but I. You, you talk about, like, they were all inbred, inbred or whatever, and that was the reason why they did it. See, I kind of thought that the whole reason Cortland did it was because Lasher asked him to do it, and he agreed that if he fathered this child that he would make him well. I mean, were you not supposed to take – that is how I took it, that that was yes. why the whole thing yes. happened. Because, yeah. You took that the right way. And, and there is some okay. truth to that in, in a way. I mean, Cortland isn't even around Rowan. Um, you know, she's, he, he's dead. He, he dies like a couple, like a couple months before she's born. Okay. But yeah, so he the thing is, the, the, the original, in the book, so right? you kind of get, I mean, you, you see how the episode ends. The original agreement with Suzanne is, because the thirteenth witch was going to have all these powers because of the bloodline and everything, and and that was Lasher's plan all the the plan all along. Lasher was tired of being just a demon. He wanted to be alive again because Lasher at one point was living, and then he died and became a demon. He wanted to be living again. So that was always the plan was for the thirteenth witch to get impregnated 
and him go into the fetus and be born. Now, Karen, you aren't crazy. I actually feel like they didn't go far enough because in the book, once Lasher goes into the fetus, he is born minutes later and grows to be a full-size adult like 10 minutes, within 10 minutes. I don't even, actually, no, okay. I, think, I don't even think it was that long, actually. Yeah, so I feel like they didn't go far enough. Now, in the book, well, they might do Rowan got, well, I mean, probably next season when it starts, yeah, Lash will be fully grown, right. in theory. Um, in the book, um, after the baby, after he's born and grows into full size, you know, so now he's human, so now he can really interact with people, and he's going to, um, Michael attacks him and he starts beating the hell out of Michael. Like he's got, like he's, he's, he's about to kill Michael when Rowan tells him to stop. And she, she agrees to leave with Lasher if he doesn't hurt Michael. So Lasher leaves Michael B and the two of them go off and that's the end of the book. Um, also in the book, Michael and Rowan are married and all this takes place oh. over a much longer time you know and that's the thing like this show i i've never felt the chemistry with any of the characters i've never felt the chemistry between lasher and rowan i've never felt any chemistry between michael and rowan like or cyprian i mean there's just there's just no chemistry on this show and that's you know and that's not necessarily the actor's fault but but because everything's so rushed and we have no real they gave us no real time frame of how long all this is supposed to be taking place. And it's just, it's, it's just been all over the place and a big fucking mess. Um, oh, and to answer your question, Jamie, yes. Um, Rowan does have mind, mind sex with, uh, with Lasher eventually, but, not, but she's never, enjo- she never enjoys it. She just, she's in a trance and she can't help herself. And like any, like after it ha- every time, like any time that it's happened afterwards, she like immediately talks to Michael about it, and she's like, I, you know, she's like, oh my god, I feel so guilty. She's like, and he's and he's like, you know, he's like, it's not your fault. Pregnant with him in the book. That's what I find disturbing is the fact that he's in. He's supposed to be in yes. her, and yet. <laughs> well, if you well, it happens. Wait, I'm trying to think. No, you know what? No, I take that. I take that back. I take that back. I think in the book, no, it doesn't happen. Like once she's pregnant, like she's like, I, I'm trying to think. Like maybe a week pregnant when uh, when he enters the fetus and then it just grows. Boom. Um, okay, so so that's what I find but it was, disturbing. Is the but fact yeah, it's basically sort of her son, but also one at a time, one at a time. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, it, that's the biggest problem with the show is it's nothing, every week we've had questions about what they're trying to show us because it's not clear. And, you know, I, I realized something else, actually. If you have to, you know, like with Interview with the Vampire, the after show was like little tidbits, you know, and like little, little you know, Easter eggs and, and things like that of that nature in the after show. With this, every mm-hmm. week this woman is explaining what their goal was in the episode. If you have to have a five-minute segment to explain to me what your episode was just about, you did something wrong. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah. Um, 
and I and I kind of fell down a rabbit hole. Um, I'm not alone. I was reading some other article about something completely different, and you know how there's you know ads everywhere when you're reading something, and I happened to catch my eye caught, yeah, my then uh, something caught my eye about Mayfair Witches, and I clicked on it, and then I proceeded to spend the next half an hour reading about all the other book lovers who think this is the worst piece of crap they've ever seen adapted into a TV show. Oh. <laughs> And, um, I and I couldn't disagree with any of it. I mean, I agreed with all of it. That was the worst part. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, so there's lots of us out there who, as book lovers, are just like, what were they thinking? It's um, it, it's too bad that, you know, this was such a highly anticipated um, property to come out this year. And, you know, we, at least, on our show on Phantom Access feel that they did a really good job with that AMC did a good job with Interview with the Vampire Um, Mm -hmm. and of course it's a different like showrunner and they're they're striving for it's a very different aesthetic and it's supposed to be but they just really did a good job of hitting the important parts of the book and also changing things changing major things but that they made sense and worked like not everything worked but a lot of it worked right um, and I even like with time have forgiven them for Claudia mostly. Um, but we'll see how I feel about when it comes back. I'm going to just forgotten. But anyway, it, it's, it's really unfortunate. I think we all really wanted to like this show and we're wanted to love this show and we're prepared to, you know, really love it, but it's just not, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to just reiterate all the things that AJ just said that I agree with and things like chemistry between the actors um, and, and, you know, of the main, you know, chemistry between the actors, chemistry with the audience. Like for me, Lasher has no chemistry with me. Like he's not this irresistible, like this force that you know is terrible, but you just can't say no to, which is what he's supposed to be. right? Right. I think that's what he's supposed to be. And that's not happening. Um, for me and for some other people, I think. Um, and maybe it's screen time also. And maybe it's um, this being the book, but I have complained several times about the the way that all these other Mayfair characters, like, they don't really tell, say anything to Rowan about Lasher. It's all a big mystery. And if they're not yeah. going to show it to us on the screen, maybe – I could have appreciated having some of the characters like talk to her a little bit about Lasher and why he's so great and why they, I mean, it seems to be about power. What they all really crave is he promises power. It's not clear to me that he actually delivers the power that he promises you. Right. But he promises it. Um, I mean, he, he seems to have delivered to Rowan, but that remains to be seen how that works out for her. Right. Um, right. Uh, I mean, that's a thing that just just hasn't really worked for me in terms of these other, like, you know, just making him be this really. Um, and also they haven't made him evil enough that I should worry about him becoming human. Like, okay, like he's kind of rapey and bad, but he has not announced his intention to destroy humanity or anything like that. Like, what, what, what should I, like, whatever, yeah, he became he a human again. Cyprian either like I was like yeah I mean not that I want him to kill Cyprian but I mean like 
he didn't, like, he let him go. Like, mm-hmm. the first time, yes, he did it because Rowan wanted him to, and he kind of had to. But the second time, that was not the case. He just didn't kill him. Like, he left him there in the memory. But, like, a really bad person would have killed them, not left them there assuming they died type of thing, you know? The only person so. he has killed so far, to my knowledge, is he possessed and killed the assassin who killed Deidre. I think is the yeah. only person he killed that I'm aware of, right? Um, I'm, uh, it's not really clear to me like, oh, why well, he's so... He, he sort of killed... Um, and I say sort of. He sort of killed um, her aunt or whatever. Like, he got her... Aunt Carlotta? He didn't exactly, but, yeah. But that wasn't exactly. That was more he got her... Rowan killed Aunt Carlotta. Um, Yeah, that's what I mean. He, like, talked her into it, basically. But she still did it, so... uh, And, and, yeah. At any rate, I'm, I'm not sure why I should be so worried about him coming to life. Like, what's he going to do? I'm not really sure. He's going to go around and, like, be, he appears to be, so he's been single-head, he's been obsessed with the Mayfair bloodline for generations, right? I thought he was just obsessed mm-hmm. with them and bound to them. It appears now maybe that he's been using them to convert, to become human. Has he been waiting 13 generations and, and like, using these women for the, and now is he going to dump them and go, I don't know. I wish I, I wish well, I he, could care he, more. That Susanna, I think, so she would make the deal with him and give him whatever it was he wanted, which I assume was to become human again. Um, it's kind of a bad deal. Like, he's so powerful, and the best deal he could make was, like, you can be human in 13 generations. If you can get 13 generations of women to tolerate you, finally you could become human. Uh, it's not. Yeah, like, that's well, weird that's the, thing. Well, that's to... the thing. They, they didn't, I mean, this 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 show clearly could have benefited from splitting the book into two seasons. I mean, we've said it time and time again, there's just not enough time in it. Um, it's not clearly depicted in the show reasoning, but it in the book it explains it took that long for the power needed for him to enter a fetus and become human again to be the 13th designee. It took that long. It wasn't like he could be like, well, I'm going to do it next year. You know, it took that much power, so it took, you know, to get that much power, it took this long. You mean to grow ahead of time how long it was going to take? That's a little strange to me. Like, he knew way back then that it was going to take It's it's explained better in the books. I'm just, you know, giving you the broad strokes. Like, it's going to take that long to grow a witch with enough power to help you out? Basically. Okay. Um, He's like, I'll give you power for 13 generations, then you're mine. <laughs> I guess, but, but like, what's so, what's so bad? Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to go around and, like, like, bring about the apocalypse? Like, what? So what if he comes back? Like, he seems to, he's kind of, like, I don't well, does he have see, a that's lot of thing. powers. There, there, see, that, uh, uh, that's the thing. There's, there's a lot more to it, and I'm not going to stay because – any any of our loyal listeners <laughs> that are listening to us right now that are conti- going to continue to watch the show, I don't want to spoil them for season two. <laughs> there, there's a lot so more it, to it. There's a, there is a, there's, there is actually a method to his madness. 
All right, and perhaps well, that's the thing. clear in the book at this point also, or you just don't want to say. No, yeah, no. Either way, you it's fine. No, you don't, you, don't, you don't learn it until the, the reasons behind it until the second book. All right, because he seems sort of – I mean, I wouldn't say he's benign. He's a jerk, uh, and he's, a, he's like – he's pretty uh, – He's, you know, rapey. Is he a rapist? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're powerless to, if you really, when you're, when you're awake, you don't want to have sex with him. But when you go in his dream world, you can't control yourself, and he compels you to have sex with him. I mean, that's kind of like date raping her when she's drunk, right? Um, yeah, pretty. Much. <laughs> so, or or roofing somebody. Maybe a little he's worse like giving her, because at least if giving he's date raping her, she'd have to take a drink. <laughs> He's giving her a magical roofie. How that sounded, but you know what I mean. He's he's giving her a magical roofie. Is what he's doing, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's not even aware of it. Like, but he's not like, yeah. Anyway, there were. Did you guys watch the after show? So I don't watch it every week on streaming. I was too angry. I did watch. Does Annabeth Gish do it every week, or was it only this week that she did it? It must have been just I this week. Usually it's the producer shows, or the so. creator of the show. Actually broadcast on AMC, like a half half hour, half hour, hour uh, after show with Annabeth Gish, Annabeth Gish <laughs> as the host. And she talked about the making of it and, you know, it, uh, that kind of a thing. Uh, I'd never, you don't usually see no, it. No, broad- it's because I've watched yeah. screeners. I didn't watch it on AMC. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I'd say, in short, we were all overwhelmed, underwhelmed by this episode, and it didn't really, like, build yeah. a great cliffhanger for season two. Right. That is yeah. a fair assessment. All right. All right. Let's talk about a good show. Okay. The Last of Us. The, La- the Last of Us. Uh, this week was episode seven. It's called Left Behind. Yes. Um... It was another flashback episode. The interwebs are um, – half of the interwebs are very upset that we had another flashback episode that they felt was, like, wasting time, and the other half feel like this was, like, another, like, wonderful hour of prestige storytelling. Uh, and they're kind of both right, I think. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah, this yeah. was a really beautiful episode, well-written, well-directed, well-acted. The set was incredible. Um, and I learned a lot about Ellie that I think helps me understand her actions and reactions and some of the things we've seen. Uh, but was it necessary? Of course not. Um especially with only, like, less than two hours to go in the season, right? Um, And for me, that flashback, it's gorgeous, but it left off a couple of, to me, more important pieces of storytelling, right? It it leaves out the part where presumably Ellie had to kill Riley, which I don't have to see on screen, but then somehow – she she's learned she's immune and she comes to the attention of Marlene who, you know, when we meet Ellie, Marlene has her chained up and we didn't get to see that part, which 
some people would like to see. Next, pick up the mic. Pick okay. up the mic. I have thoughts, but I don't want to cut you off. Um, okay. No, go, go. So first of all, I have to say I get that they had the episode because it's the download content of the game, whatever you want to call it. They kind of, in a way, had to include it. However, I think that they could have maybe used it as a flashback in season two. It would have fit a little better, but that's just my opinion. Um, I didn't dislike it. I think it was a good episode. Like you said, it was shot really well and everything. But as with the game, even, since it is download content, it's kind of the same thing. It wasn't really necessary for me to see that story. I would have rather, I agreed with what you were saying, I would have liked to have seen how Marlene found her, saved her, because granted, Marlene already knows about her because she said she sent her there when she was a baby, so she somehow knows who she is. That's why I think it was kind of strange to begin with that she told that girl that Ellie couldn't come with her unless she didn't know that's who she meant. I don't know. But I think to me that part of the story was more inter- would have been more interesting, but maybe it's not in the game. I don't know. Them getting bit, I think, was interesting, but I don't think we needed a whole episode devoted to it, and I feel like I miss not seeing her and Joel together in longer, more. Like, if they were going to do that, they should have made a longer episode so we got some some good, you know, Joel-Ellie stuff. That's my opinion. wasn't that I didn't like it, but with only getting nine episodes, I think that a whole flashback episode that was not – it's kind of like how I felt with the, with um, – I can't think of their names, but the other characters – it wasn't that it wasn't a great hour of television. It's the fact that we're only getting nine hours, and I feel like it wasn't, it was like a diversion from the main story too much, if that makes sense. Like, it would have been better next season as a flashback. That's kind of how I felt. But it was, I mean, it was a cute story. I liked it. It was good. It just, I, I missed Ellie and Joel. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I, I it was a fun episode. Um, you know, it it does help you understand Ellie more. Um, I'm not as um, – I don't feel it's a wasted episode because given how the structure of this show is, basically if we didn't have this if, – if they said, ah, screw the download content episode, then we'd only probably be getting eight episodes. You know what I mean? Like they – nine is not exactly – you know, it's not like nine, nine – nine's not a normal – number you know a lot of times with these newer shows we're getting eight episodes 10 episodes 13 episodes those are the 12 episodes those are the general numbers that we see you know so the fact that we're getting nine and the flat you know with the flashback episode i really feel like you know because they had it structured out you know because they're going so close Mm -hmm. to the game it would have played out the same way either way you know i mean hbo basically was like here's the checkbook do what you got to do you know. Yeah, if it so, was an extra episode, but, um, then I totally agree with you, and I think it was worth it. If it was cutting out of other episodes, then maybe not. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like it's. Cut. I mean, from what I've heard from everybody that has played the game, they you know nothing's really been cut out yet. There is mm-hmm. one thing that I heard about, um, which I won't say because um, from what I was reading, some people were saying it's possible something could happen. It's not a big thing; it's a minor thing um, that could happen within the next two episodes. So. I but, think um, it's it's it, not a spoiler to say that the game has a lot more zombie uh, uh, infected attacks because the game is about fighting 
yeah. zombie fighting monsters, right? So there's a lot. I understand there's a number of big. There really have been only one big set piece with, or two big set pieces with a ton of infect season. Um, and that's kind of missing, but that's the difference between a TV show and a and a game, maybe. Yeah. I think a, a, AJ, when you, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your complete um, thoughts here, please. I don't know what I was, <laughs> was going to say. Well, you were saying it, with the, the, nothing's really been left out of the game, and, and you don't feel like this, oh. like this was, if they cut this episode, we weren't going to get an hour of of story advancement. Something else, We're right. just not yeah. going to get another hour, right? Yeah. Um, what I was going to say was, um, to your point, though, I mean, you know, maybe some people did want to see, the, you know, how she ends up with Marlene since the next, you know, first time we see her. She's chained up. Um, I think maybe they didn't show us that part because we already kind of got the exposition part of that. Mm-hmm. That was just my thought. I Honestly, I hadn't really thought about it until I thought, oh, but there, there is a fun tidbit that I found out. So apparently the creators of the game, they wanted Mortal Kombat in the game, but they couldn't get the licensing rights to use Mortal Kombat actually in the game. So Warner Brothers owns Mortal Kombat, so they were able to put it in the show. <laughs> uh, so in it's, uh, they don't, um, I read about this, so in the game, they don't play Mortal Kombat. In the game, yeah, the arcade else. is not working. And in the game, the arcade is not working, and they don't show any video game footage. In the game, Riley says to Ellie, put your hands on the thing and close your eyes and I'll walk you through it and like Riley talks to her about what she would be seeing and what it's like playing this game and there's no actual like video game played um, in it Uh, which is kind of cool but you know and maybe a nice break in the game but TV we gotta see it AJ I want to say you, you know you started your thoughts you said I don't think this is a wasted episode I don't think I certainly didn't, and I don't think Jamie meant to imply that this was a felt like a wasted episode to us. Oh no, no, wasted um, might have been the wrong word. Okay, um, because I think it was a fantastic hour of television. You know, maybe not, maybe it's not Frank and Bill. Maybe it is because I thought Bella Ram- Bella Ramsey's like an unreal actress. She's incredible, right? And yeah. and. And that they found someone that's, you know, Storm Reed is also great, and found someone, you know, the same age uh, who could really hold her own with Bella Ramsey in all of these scenes. And, you know, I, I thought it was great. I thought this was a great, like, standalone story about, like, you know, teenage best friends and they both have a crush and their first kiss and all that was really, it was so well done. It didn't feel at all, I mean, I felt that kiss was really earned when it finally happened, right? Um, and the mall was great and the set was great and all that. And and again, I think we have to admit that if The Walking Dead had built that mall, they would have lived in the mall for like at least eight episodes, right? Like Dawn of the Dead, they would have actually lived in the mall. Um, mm-hmm. But HBO can afford to like throw this money at that mall and we'll never see it again after this week. Um, by the way, I, I read a comment from someone Someone posted a comment. Someone who lives in Canada posted that they really shot that. There was a mall that was like being like redone, and it was closed for like two years while they worked on the mall. And that and so HBO was able to shoot 
in an actual mall instead of having to like recreate an entire mall. Um, uh, no, I thought, I mean, I thought it was really great. I, I know a lot of people um, complained about the kiss as of course people like come out screaming about yeah. like, any, but I understand that's also in the, that's straight from the game also. I mean, whether or not you, yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought it felt really earned and really natural and really, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't. Um... And, you know, even even before the kiss came, I felt it earlier in the episode that yeah that um she had a crush. that Ellie had a crush on her. I I, I, I felt it earlier, and that, oh yeah, you know that just goes to that just goes to Bella Ramsey's acting. You know, you could she didn't say a word, but you could see it in her face. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I, and I guess it all, it all plays to, we see so little of Joel, you know, we just see the bookend at the beginning and the end, um, of Ellie trying to like deal with Joel. And I, I, I do think it's sort of, you know, they're setting it up, um, why, why Ellie will not Joel behind. I mean, not that any of us, I mean, I think everything we've seen for the last six episodes previously led us to know that Ellie would not leave Joel behind in that situation. Um, but they were really building towards, like, I guess what El- Ellie's been through in her life and, you know, how she feels about Joel at this point. And also, let's face it, there's no way Ellie's going to make it without Joel, right? Joel's like, oh, um, leave me here. Go find Tommy. I'm like, oh, my God, she'll be dead in, like, a day, right? She has no – whatever they're <laughs> teaching them in Fedra, they're not teaching them how to survive outside the QZ, right? Like, Fedra was mm-hmm. teaching them how to, how to be what fasc, fascist dickweed. Is that what um, <laughs> Riley was calling them? Um, yeah. And, like, she has no skills that would allow her to survive outside for even a minute, right? Even a day. She wouldn't last a day. Um, so – uh, but no, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great episode. I just, you know, I, I understand people who feel like they would have liked to see the story move along a little bit. Um, and I think because those of us who haven't played the game, I have to, like, read on the Internet that, like, there's not that much game left at this point anyway. Like, yeah, this was downloadable content, but up to where we left off with um, Joel being hurt, like, like there's only – like, there's not that much content left of, of season one of the game to to go, I think. Um, people complain that they walked all the way to Wyoming and we didn't see them have any problems. But you don't really see that in the game either, right? You just fight some infected and get to the next chunk of story. I think. I don't know. We have to rely on Artie. Artie's, Artie's our source of information on the game, right? Oh, and Jamie, you yeah. played it. You're playing it more, I, didn't I think, play Jamie. Far. No, I no. didn't play this far, so I'm kind of at a loss now. It's not really your type of game, I think. Um, so, I mean, I, it was this episode is worth it, really, just to see Bella Ramsey, what she does in this episode, right? I think my favorite part was on the escalator, actually. That was hilarious. yeah. That was, I mean, the whole episode was great, but that was that was pretty good. She's like, no way. Uh, Electric stairs. Right. <laughs> it reminded me um, 
kind of a lot of when she's in the car and she's like, oh my, this is my first, yeah. you know, it's her first time ever in a car and she, you know, has no idea what that's supposed to be like. Like they're doing a really good job of bringing in those little things of being a kid who was raised like in the QZ after the fall. Um, but I mean, that was my favorite little scene, but she, I mean, she's really, she's so good. And this, this, you know, her whole, this whole idea of a 14 year old, like what would be, what, what is the best night of your life as planned by a 14 year old? Right. And you're, and you're out with your best friend and you're breaking the rules and you both have a little crush on each other. And, um, it, it was, it was delightful, yeah. but it was a side trip. And I understand people that why some people would be frustrated with it. I think, have you guys watched yeah. Station Eleven? You've watched it, no. okay, right? You've, you haven't watched it yet? No, you've mentioned it. And I, you've mentioned it and I always forget about it. <laughs> you, you guys should both watch it because, you know, a big part of it is the, the main character, this little girl is about seven when the, when the, um, when the flu like wipes out humanity and like it picks up like maybe 15 years later ish. She's like 22 and um, they do a really good job of, of showing like the adults who, who have a pre pandemic memory and the young people who either were born since or were young enough that they don't really like, they don't really have that kind of connection to that previous life. Right. In fact, they call them pre pans people who like, can't like adjust because they're tied to this pre-pandemic life. Um, it, it, it would be probably just something to watch after watching this and see this like different idea of like a post-pandemic society. Anyway, uh, like maybe that's it. Maybe, right. I mean, maybe yeah, there's not I much mean, story to recap. Not so. much story. Just a lot of fun. All right. What we got next? I don't remember. Let's Just, tackle the arc. Okay, arc. Arc, yes. I'm trying to remember what, what order Karen wanted things tonight. The arc. I wanted it here to come after. I wanted to have like a bad show and a good show. And this show is not I, good, I, I saw what you I, did. Yes, <laughs> but I think this episode of the arc was, I think it's getting better. This was the best episode yet. And I think it might have been better than the Mayfair Witches this week. I actually agree with that. Mostly because I just really, really hated the Mayfair Witches. <laughs> Jamie, I don't know if you rewatched this week or if you saw this in screener several weeks ago. This is the episode I where they start having hallucinations. Ago, you'll have to remind me. They're having hallucinations. Like Everybody's having oh, a hallucination yeah. of a person from their past, except for like a couple of people. One person, really. And it turns out that it's the water from the comet, which I was like, seriously, you suck in water from a filthy, dirty comet and you don't like purify it. And then one of the characters goes, how did it get through our water purifiers? And I was like, oh, here we go. Um, and so they have to find a cure. This is sort of a recycled storyline like we have seen. I mean, this has happened on every version of Star Trek ever, that something comes on the ship and makes them have hallucinations, right? And pretty much most shows in space will eventually have some sort of hallucination episode. Still I've never seen work. Star Trek. So. I mean, AJ, everybody, how many times do they have hallucinations on Star Trek? Like, all the time, right? Oh, God, all the time. <laughs> it, 
could be water, it could be chemicals, it could be powerful aliens, making you, it could be a, sometimes it's an energy field on the ship, like it could be anything that making them have hallucinations. It happens like quite often <laughs> across all the Star Treks. Um, but it, it still, like, it still worked for me. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't really have that here we go again feeling that I should have. Um, I thought it was pretty decent. How, Jamie, do you recall it very much? Yeah, I liked the episode, um, and we found out more in this one. Of, yes. I feel like we got more about the – I mean, not just about, like, story-wise, but we got more about the people, too, because you kind of learned a little bit because more the about that. Yeah. And they explained um, about the – I don't know what the hell that creature is called that's in her DNA. Tardigrade, a tardigrade. Yeah. Which – a, a tardigrade is also the creature that powers the jump drive on Discovery. Remember, AJ? Mm-hmm. They had a giant tardigrade imprisoned in there. Uh, tardigrade is a real thing. Fun. It's a real thing. Oh, I know it's not a, a giant thing. I just thought that was not a giant one in space, but you know. Um. Yeah, we learned all about her and 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 why the video was a fake and all. Um, I feel like one of the I didn't. I wouldn't say I learned it, but it was reinforced to me that um, that guy. Uh, okay, there are the three co-captains: the Scottish guy, the woman, and the third guy. Who? I'm sorry. He is just a. He's the biggest jerk, right? That guy is the biggest jerk. I hate that guy. You know the guy I mean? I'm looking at yeah, the mm-hmm. right now while we talk. I think, his name is Lane. Not, I think you're supposed to not like him, so it's not like Lane. Lieutenant Spencer Lane is his name. Um, he is really a jerk, uh, and he's he's got it in for Sharon. Uh, got it out for her. Got it in for her. He hates her, um, yeah. and so it really didn't surprise me that his hallucination. Is someone telling him, oh, just kill her. Let's just kill her. She's a jerk. Let's kill her. Like, God, you, yeah. you have a, his hallucination. Other people's hallucinations were very helpful. His was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, York. I hate that guy. Yeah. Everybody else's yeah, hallucination was kind lying. of up in the mouth a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, I mean, so... We eliminated her as a as a suspect in the crime, but pretty much everybody else is still a um, is still a suspect, right? Like we still only have three people who had access to the codes. Like, is it going to be? Well, it's either it's either got to be Bryce or Lane or another smart person who managed to hack it or whatever, right? You know, there's also the pro- possibility. Not saying this is what I think it is. But there's also a possibility because she's been cleared that it could that it is her <laughs> because she has, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, and not for nothing, yeah. she's been cleared. She's and not for nothing. She's been cleared of the murder from five years ago. Nothing, you know. There's nothing to say that she wasn't the killer for this, still. Okay. True. True. I think it's more that she doesn't have a reason now. Like it was like more that they were taking that. Yeah, she kind of still does. Not, 
No, but I mean, she I kind think of that still... was more what it was about, that they thought that that gave her motive. Well, yeah, I mean, she still, I mean, technically she still has motive, but not the same motive that they thought she had. Yeah. Because, I mean, now she's got, she's got motive to keep the secret. And since he didn't, even though he didn't know the secret, he, you know, made the trouble and everything. Um, but, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, my only real problem with the episode was the kids save the day again. Yeah. They save the, every week they, they have the solution. Every single week. Angus um, and Alicia. Yeah, every week it's Angus and Alicia. Wow, you know their names. Wow, Karen, Karen, must, Karen no. likes the show. She knows their names now. No, I only know their names because I just looked up um, uh, Wayne's <laughs> name, and so I kept the list of characters up for the duration of gotcha. this. I keep calling her Maya. Every week I call her Maya, and her name is Alicia. Oh, I call um, her uh, Motormouth. Motormouth Alicia, yeah. Fair. I can't say that, uh, you know... I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it specifically them, but I can't say that the 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 science, the way they do it, you know, being the solution and all of a sudden getting it like that, that that doesn't continue. I can't say that, but I don't know. It's kind of funny though. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that I, bothered not... me was, so we've introduced clones, okay, and then Is the episode ends with. Yeah, the episode ends with the implication of other life forms, which everybody seems, how is that possible? We're, we're the only humans to have ever gone this far. And very dramatically, Angus says, I didn't say humans. And they all look out the front of the spaceship. And I'm like, you guys are flying through space to another planet. Do you, do, are, we, are we still this ignorant that we think we're the only species in the universe? Like, come on. <laughs> I know. That part's a little. I agree with you there. Yeah. And, like, and, that's, that, and that's what it, I mean. Like, like it, it continues to seem like they're, they forget that they're writing for a futuristic show. It's still writing in well, the now. It, yeah. and, and, and I'm sorry, but, if we, if, you know, but then again, we shouldn't be thinking that there's no other creatures in space uh, in, the, in the now either. <laughs> Like, well, it, it doesn't have to be humanoid. Like there was like a green goop right. on the outside of the ship. Like that could be the yeah. species, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, especially the, a society that, that has already that. a society that has already achieved cloning and then evolved enough to outlaw cloning, right? Um, like, like, yeah. Um, so one thing that happened this week also is that um, Bryce, the Scottish guy, his hallucination mm. was the doctor saying, there's some weird results with your blood. Let's, I need another test. And he's like, no, get away from me. He's having a full-on freak out. Like, we know there's something yeah. that he's been avoiding that. Yeah, we said that last um, week. Right? So I guess he's not a clone because somebody else is a clone. Like, we, you know, we figured something yeah. was going to be found out about him. Uh that he wants hidden and that disqualified him from like being a pilot or whatever. It's not being a clone since somebody else is a clone. He's probably not a clone, right? He probably has a disease. I bet he has a disease. Like yeah, he has some disease that he could pass out at any time or whatever. And so you can't be a pilot, you know, just like you can't like drive a car if you have certain kinds of like seizure disorders or other kinds of stuff. Right. Like, I don't know, but that might be getting dragged out a little too long, particularly since they, 
in one episode, they, like, bring up the secret from Sharon's past. They discover it and resolve it in one episode. And his is, like, dragging out. So it's worse than being a clone, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's taken a while, right? Probably Angus will discover the alien species that attacked them before we know what's going on with Bryce's blood test. Yeah. Who knows? Well, maybe we'll, maybe Bryce mm-hmm. will be the focus next week. Um, I'll tell you what, though. The one thing I was happy about more than anything else, the doctor got some sleep. <laughs> it wasn't her choice, yeah. but she got some sleep. She started foaming at the mm-hmm. mouth, and they had to sedate her, and she finally got some sleep. She finally got a nap. Oh, she really needed it. Yeah, and, and and Kat continues to be the best character on the show. Actually, <laughs> this week she she had me crack it up when she was when she was talking to the security officer, and she's like, "Husband, oh, that makes sense." <laughs> yeah. Yep. And last week she thought. Uh, um, I forget his name, but the, the, the Russian chick, her boyfriend, um, she's like, oh, and she was like, oh, here's your boyfriend, not your brother? She's like, I had you, you had a thing for that guy, the guy that died, because you were so angry, you spit on him. Like, she's, like, like, it's funny, like, she's so oblivious, but helpful at the same time. Like, she, she's keen on certain things, but other things, it's like, woohoo. <laughs> Yeah, isn't yeah. that like a PhD psychologist could be so like obtuse sometimes, right? Yeah, obtuse. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Yep, she was the first person I liked. She was the only person I liked in the beginning. Uh, and she yeah, first, kind of when left. I first saw her, yeah, when I first that first episode, I thought she was going to be your stereotypical Shannon. <laughs> Space <laughs> Timbo, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jamie, you um. What is my uh, my turtle being a bad boy? Jamie, you told us that it got better, and we were like, yeah, yeah, everybody keeps saying that, whatever. Um, and, like, is this the point where you thought it started getting better? Like, I know you probably can't remember right back. Yeah, being like, yes, episode until, four, that was it. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I thought, I don't, I, I can't say that absolutely because I've watched them all together, so it's hard for me to tell you exactly yeah. what I, when I thought that. But um, up to when I talked to you last time, this was all the further I had seen. So okay. Um, so going I forward, have, you'll I be like with us. Seen more. That's all. Oh, I'll you've say. seen more I've now. Seen more episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Every time you do an interview, you get a little ahead on the uh, on the screeners. Well, no, this time I just wanted to watch the screeners, <laughs> so I did. Oh my God, you suck! <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to see what happened. <laughs> uh, well, I am. Um, uh, I I feel like I'm at a point where it's not like such a chore for me to consider watching next week and being like, oh my god, I got to watch another hour of the show for the podcast. Like, it didn't become a great show or my favorite show, but it it is better. It is improving. Yeah, a bit. I uh, agree. So we'll see where that goes, I guess. So that leaves us with Quantum Leap. Indian restaurant episode. 
Uh, it was cute. It was a nice and cute episode. Um, but, like, nothing major happened. We didn't learn anything that, I don't know, I have some, I actually had some thoughts when I was watching this, but I'll hold them off for a second until we talk about how we felt about it. I mean, this is an episode, another episode where um, he jumps into a woman, but it really has no bearing on anything that he's a woman. Like, no. he could have jumped into a, into a son, been the son, and it would have been exactly the same, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, there was no real um, difference there. So uh, I think we've just dispensed with any, like, jumping into women. Any, like, jumping into whatever. I mean, the person was also, there's that little bit about the immigrant experience, which is happening in, you know, a number of episodes. Um, but really, I think at this point, like, there's just no consequence. Like, him jumping into different types of people is sort of irrelevant. Right? Like, is that ever going to be mm-hmm. a thing again? It's a, it's still a little irritating to me. Um, but I guess it, that's just not the show that I'm watching. I'm just not watching a show that is going to – this show is lightly – but not heavily into the social aspects or, or Ben's learning experience of being these people, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. They've, I feel like uh, they have foregone that aspect of the show so that we can have time for 2023. Right. And like, it was there, there was a possibility there because he, you know, he, he jumps into this Indian American family and like, like Ben makes some comparisons to like his own mother by the end of the episode, but there's not mm-hmm. really any interest in in this experience being different from any other. You know, when in fact, like, you know, they're the there was maybe something going on here where these girls have a very dominant mother who runs everything, and and they're cultural dynamic or their family dynamic is such that they can't really speak up to their mother or go against their mother, right? And that's not really a... The show's just not really interested in going too far with that. Um, But that certainly would have been different than than Ben's experience in an immigrant family from a completely different culture and part of the world and also being a son, right? Of a single mother, whatever. They just are not that interested in in, um, I mean, there's in the part where other people are taking advantage of them and things like that. But I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of there there in the story, right? And I'll stop talking for a second and get to my next complaint after you guys have a chance to talk a little bit. I'm sorry. I was ranting. No, it's okay. I mean, I felt it was an okay episode. You know, like you said, I, I feel like they, I mean, I enjoyed the Ian stuff. Um, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of like becoming their thing where we're getting to know our um, 2023 people a little like 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 each week. It's uh, it, it's a, it seems like we kind of focus on a different character. Like we've learned more about Jen in, in one of the episodes, and now it's Ian's turn. Um, but yeah, the leap itself. I felt like it was kind of the leap itself was inconsequential. It was 
more about juxtaposing Ben's life with his mother and the similarities and, and kind of giving him closure on that. Um, you know, I mean, I absolutely feel when he says, I love you, mom, at, at, right before he leaps there that he's just, you know, he's, he's speaking to he's the Indian to mom, mom, but he's talking yeah. to his own mom, you know, in his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like Karen said, man, man or, you know, if he had leapt into a man or a woman, it really was, did not matter in this episode yeah. because that, 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 that's not where the focal point was. Um, yeah. It was more of an, an and I feel like it might have been I feel like maybe that would have been a good thing to add this to this episode, but I mean it wasn't really you're right, it wasn't really what the story was about. I don't know that it really mattered one way or another, but they don't really I mean in my opinion, he doesn't really act any different anyway, like cuz he's not I mean not that you want him to necessarily that he needs to per se act different as a woman, but I mean you forget about it because they show him as him all the time. You know what I mean? Like we don't really see except for like him looking in the mirror for like one second. You never see yeah. him as anybody but himself. So person, he doesn't really yeah. need to act. I'm just saying like he acts like Ben, whether he's a woman Ben or a man Ben or, you know, he acts like Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really, it's right. not really relevant. But um, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I mean, I think it was a good episode, and I liked that they had about the family. But again, I mean, it, it was more, it was less about, um, you know, about him. It wasn't about him dealing with being a woman or, or being, you know, in that culture or whatever. So much as it was about the family in this one, um, which I mean, I liked it. I thought the family story was good. I liked that they they fixed it, and that lady still got screwed in the end. Um, the one that, you know, yeah. burnt down. Oh, the yeah. And that's the other thing, too, you know, is it didn't even have to be an Indian family. It could have been any family owning a True. restaurant. It could have been a Greek family or an Italian family or whatever the case, you know. Yeah. Um, Anybody. Yeah. It, but it's it just the same thing. I think it was, it was more about, the, about that it was a family coming together. It wasn't so much about their right. culture as it was yeah. about it being a family. I liked the story of of family. I liked how the family gotcha. came together to help each other in the end is what I'm saying. I did enjoy that. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I think it was a yeah. It just wasn't really, the flashback wasn't really heavy, I guess. Like it was about family, but it wasn't like a heavy harrowing. There wasn't a lot of substance to it. Well, it wasn't so much about like saving somebody's life. It was about saving right. their restaurant, restaurant, which is important. I'm not saying it's not important, but it wasn't about like saving somebody from dying. Well, actually, it kind of was discussing his life because the mom had a heart. I'm mom sorry. after the fire, originally the mom had a heart attack. Oh, that's right, she did. You're right. You're and right. The she did. Never, she did and that. the sisters never spoke spoke again. You're right. It is true, but it wasn't oh, like yeah. a day, it was something that she had died after the fact. It wasn't like yeah. she was dying well, in that feel, moment. Yeah. Right. But um, but aside from that, there was a lot. In the, Mythology-wise, in this episode, though, you were ta- you're talking a little bit know. about Ian. Well, there was the whole thing with the fact that Ian's the leaper, right? I mean, that was kind of well. Yeah, I mean, that was well. We knew that last. They week. went into that. We saw the pictures. Yeah, well, we well, saw the pictures true. last he week. Knew it <laughs> or sorry, but they knew see, it this week. I feel is the difference. So I felt that part of the episode was a gigantic waste of time because we didn't learn anything and it didn't go anywhere. I felt that it was mostly Ian whining for the whole episode and being like, oh, 
what if I, what if something goes wrong? What if get that? Like, we didn't actually learn anything. He whined, and then he went to his ex-girlfriend, or I'm sorry, they, he uses they, I think. They go to their yeah, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that was my question, too. Mason does, but I'm not sure if Ian does or not. So I'm not 100% sure. I know Mason's. It, oh, Mason. Sorry, well, anyway. Mason's anyway, I'm not sure. Anyway, Ian goes anyway. to this poor, goes to, goes to this woman who, who has not spoken to Ian for years since they broke up. And, like, like, I'm sorry, but when you have a crisis, don't go inflict yourself on your ex and go whining to your ex for reassurance that you're a good person. Like, what the fuck? Come on. That's right. I mean, I would be like, get out of here. I would not. Uh, sorry. Actually, the next one came to me with him. And I was like, whatever. I don't well, talk to you anymore. Get away. Fair, I think his girlfriend broke up with them because they wouldn't open up. To her, yeah, and now you still. show up years later, and you're like, I have a problem, and still won't open up. I'm sorry, that woman has, like, the patience of Job, because that was, like, kind of out of line <laughs> and stupid, and, like, like, Ian has nobody else you can talk to. What if I make a decision and it hurts someone I love? I mean, come on, that's every fucking day of your life that you're married or have kids well, or whatever or have a life, right? Like, come on. And it didn't, it didn't reveal... Some of their backstory, though. It, it didn't... Uh, uh, personally... Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I don't really care that much about Ian's backstory, but yeah. I, I mean, you know, we have talked, is there too much focus on these characters? Um, it is becoming a little mythology, but I just felt it was mostly Ian whining and it didn't actually teach us or advance anything than we knew at the end of the last episode, except that Ian is a whiner. Um, who has tattoos that we've never seen before. Um, yeah, yeah, I was surprised by the tattoos. Like, what do you do? <laughs> no, yeah. Well, it's because their arms are normally covered up. You don't get to see them. It's not that they weren't there. I don't know if those are Mason's yeah. tattoos or Ian's tattoos. I, I hadn't really thought about it until we've seen them all of a sudden. I don't know. But, yeah, I personally found that to be a bit of a tedious, unnecessary side trip for Ian to go whine to an ex-girlfriend what if I make a bad decision? I'm like, geez, you work on top secret intelligence, whatever. <laughs> I found it, I found it to be uh, not a necessary uh, thing, and that it didn't advance anything. I, but I, I'm starting to think. So, I felt, you know, we talk each week that the leap is low stakes every week. Like, there's some. The bigger story is that. Ben jumped to try to save Addison. And every week it's like, oh, I hope the Indian restaurant doesn't close. Oh, I hope this one girl gets to play basketball. Oh, I okay, so I hope the nuclear plant doesn't explode. That was kind of a big one. Of weeks, <laughs> <That's> right? kind, <laughs> of <important. laughs> kind of a big one. But they tend to largely be almost like I hope these people don't get divorced, right? Wasn't he trying to head off a divorce a couple like in the early no, days, the, no, the, I think no, I think you're thinking of the earthquake one. That was more about the kid. Yeah, the kid ran off and died. Kid, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he saved a couple um, too, but it was yeah. more about the kid. But even even when he saves a life, right? It's not like, oh, Ben, you saved the kid's life and he grew up to be a congressman who like got through a big civil rights bill or whatever. Like, there, the kid grew up and he got married and had another kid. Like, they're never, like, a big deal person that he saves, right? And so I'm starting – but but often, like, we're getting things like this week, 
how Ben was like, when I talked to her, I felt like I was talking to my mom. Those are the things I wish I could have said. Like you just said, AJ, like he was talking to his mom there at the end and not to, you know. And, and like, the the girl, when he was the father of the girl who wanted to play basketball and Ben really loves basketball. And this week, Ben got to be a chef and he really loves cooking. And, like, I feel like maybe they're more about – these very small things that are teaching Ben a lesson every week about himself that will help him to make a big decision in the future somehow? Like, are these, like, small incremental changes in Ben's learning or his personality? Like, they're so low stakes that I have to wonder if they're secretly really high stakes, right? He's just not saving people from, like, 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 even really, like, like, he's saving – I mean, I guess in the original, Sam was saving, like, regular people also, but they were – I don't know. The whole thing seemed to feel like it had a higher – I don't know. I, I don't know. I, the you, ambiance, I mean, you guys also – No, no, I, I agree. I agree, and I know exactly what you mean. But in the original, I don't know, the ambiance just seemed to be – felt like higher stakes, I guess. And because, it, yeah. you know, it, it never felt like everything was going to – it didn't always feel like – with this, it always feels like everything's going to work itself out with the original. Yeah. Even though it usually did work itself out, it didn't feel like it was always going to work itself out. Like, you know, you, you saw Sam struggle. Ben doesn't really struggle. And, again, I part of that I blame on the fact that he, he relies way too much on Addison. I mean, half, half of this time she's the one solving everything and he's not solving anything. He's just kind of the yeah. mouthpiece. Yeah, she solves a lot of it kind of for him. And Ziggy, Ziggy solves, like, everything for them. I mean, even, even this he week, he, like, he, goes, well, he goes, well, you have a bunch of people in that little doodad there that can go get the answers for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even, like, search for the, for the restaurant site, right? He, like, puts it on everybody back in 2023 to deal with it for him, which was kind of funny, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe part of it's this show worked better in 1998 than in 2023 when we were, you know, people might be over a story like this. You know, I mean, would we would be yeah, would we be watching this if it wasn't for the original? Maybe. I mean, we you know, would I mean, be, but I. I think it, it's, it's like a hit. Right. Like I'm talking uh, people we, are watching it. And people, yeah, we. Right. I mean, okay. we, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I might have been curious. I mean, personally, I might have been curious because it's a cool-sounding sci-fi show if I didn't know about the original. Um, the other side of me would have been like, eh, it's on NBC, and I don't know how much I trust them these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I will say this. The next episode have you is, is higher stakes. Um, are you good. only one episode ahead, right? You just get yeah. the weekly screener for an interview, right? You only get one week ahead. Uh, yes, I got it for the interview. Um, yeah. I don't want to say the guy's name wrong. I, I know his name, but I want to double check before I say it. I'm so bad lately with names. Fine. Um, yeah, okay. I did, I'm making sure I had it right. Um, Brandon Ruth is in it. Um, I am talking to him and Caitlin tomorrow. Oh, cool. Oh, he's Addison. Um, so yeah, that's why I've seen the next one. But it's it's much higher stakes. 
it, I really liked it. It's an emotional one. I think the next one you know, you might like better um, because it is higher stakes. Although I like this one, too. I think this one was good, but, uh, but the I next one is definitely I, I didn't stakes. not like it. I thought the dynamic with the mother, I thought the mother was, you know, kind of good, and I thought, you know, the family dynamic and the other sister feeling, like, not appreciated. Like, I, I liked it, but in the end, I'm like, well, who cares when any restaurant closes? Like, really? Like, like, what is the... Well, I'm like, sure the family did, but... No, but really, like, like, like maybe no, instead of that. maybe instead of giving me 20 minutes of Ian whining to an ex-girlfriend, maybe, like, I could have had them in the lab reminding me of the butterfly effect or why this is important or, like, how somehow someone related to this restaurant in some way means something to the world. Because, like, they're spending, I mean, how many trillions of dollars have been spent on this government secret program to save an injury in restaurant from going out of business in 2003? Like, right? Like, it's just not well, a good well, use I don't of taxpayer dollars. making that decision, so it's kind of like okay, wherever, but, wherever he needs. I know. But still, right? Yeah, well, you're you're. The next one is is more about lives and things, and I I think you know yeah. I I don't know I think with what you're saying yeah. you might like it better. Um, I mean they did save least... nuclear energy last week. They basically saved the entire nuclear energy program a couple weeks ago, right? So that I get. <laughs> but I, I was just gonna say, um, you should though read uh, the interview with Deborah Pratt, the director of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've been yeah. super busy. She also really talked about that. some about working on the original and keeping, not bringing Sam home and um, about how important it was for her directing as a woman of color because she'd wanted to direct on the original and never got to. Um, so it's a really good interview. So that is up. People could check out. Definitely want to check that I out. I suggest you read it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was a good interview. Um, I'm, gl- I'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it, doing it. You enjoyed talking to her? Yeah. Yes, I did. Cool. I, I enjoyed, cool. like I said, I enjoyed the episode, too. Um, so, yeah, so that's up. And next week will be uh, Caitlin and, and Brandon uh, on the next cool. one. Cool. So. All right. Well, what else do we have now? Oh, uh, you know we what? have a card. Can, can we go back for no, a second? We have thing. a card. That's our sure. last show. Can we go back for a second? Um, sure. Yeah. That's where? I, I just... Back to The Last of Us, um, when after, in the, so in the beginning, Bella gets, Bella, Ellie gets in a fight with that girl at school and punches her in the face and sends her to, oh, yeah. you know, she gets called to like basically the principal's office, the commandant's office. Um, yeah. Did you recognize that guy from like every show we've ever watched? A funny yeah, story. He, like, I, he, looked, he looked familiar. I did not place him already pointed out to me that he was on the expanse and then I was like, Oh yeah. He was in continuum also. Yeah. Well, they, um, I mean I barely remember. But the expanse, it, he, so. he was that guy he he was the uh botanist guy whose daughter was like kidnapped yeah. um on the expanse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. I knew you I didn't recognize him but I didn't form. But um yeah. That that story was good too. You know what I was thinking though? That's really funny. It's really sad, but it's funny. It makes you feel old. As I was thinking about in our world today, probably people her age don't know what a Walkman is. Don't know what? A Walkman. Don't know what a Walkman is. 
Uh, people who are 14 oh, yeah. nowadays probably have no clue actually, what a Walkman is. And, I mean, unless you we know what's really, I actually made a funny joke about that when I saw that. I was like, wow. I was like, they really went way back. I was like, a Walkman? I was like, not even a CD player. A Walkman, you know, yeah. So yeah, I read, um, there were a lot of comments like, so, uh, like, I, I sometimes like to read the comments uh, about the game and stuff. And I was looking at, I think it was on, like, AV Club where there was, like, a lot of people mentioning the comments, like, oh, come on, that should have been a, that should have been an MP3 player, you know, or a Discman, or, like, there were early MP3 players with their early iPod by 2003, like, and somebody pointed out that, somebody said, magnetic media degrades much slower than digital media. And so maybe cassette tapes would last longer in the world that is true. Than, than your digital files or your CDs. And maybe that's that why. Yeah, that, that's a very good reason. Yeah. And then there were people that were like, my PS2 still works and it's 20 years old. My NH, what, Nintendo, whatever works, and that's 30 years old. Like, people were like, But they you know, also wouldn't be making about... more new CDs and stuff after the apocalypse either, though. So, like, back then, I wonder yeah, if well, there were still a lot of CDs by then. But that's, why mean, she's listening to, that's why she's listening to Pearl Jam, uh, AHA, and Etta James, right? Because those are, like, those are some old. I mean, she's listening to yeah. all pre-2003 um, music. Yeah. Well, yeah, she only owns three tapes, but anyway, yeah, so we're digressing here a little bit, but um, that's why tapes might last longer than that kind of stuff. It was really good music in that episode, yeah. Yeah, um, I just want to so Jamie, I think you had mentioned this. I think you had mentioned this real quick, Karen. I, but I, mm-hmm. you, you glossed over it, or I, we glossed over it and didn't go back to. It. I was going to say it, there was some really good sets in this one, like the, that whole mall was. Oh, awesome. Karen said that a couple times. No, I know. Oh, yeah. I said she said it, but then <clears> I, I don't <throat> know. I didn't comment on what she said. Right, but so we really didn't I'm get into it now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we really didn't delve into that as much as we could have. Um, if, oh, if we had an hour about that show, yes, we would have talked about it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you got, Jamie, for us before you drop off? Anything else? Um, I watched this show today called School Spirits that I was originally <laughs> doing the interview for and then had to leave, so Suzanne did it. I know you couldn't do it. Suzanne ended up doing the interview. But um, it's like a, a sci-fi type show. It's par- it's Paramount. I like sort of like a teen drama, but um, but I liked it. It's about uh, a girl in, in limbo trying to uh, – that talks – that's like um, – talking to ghosts, kind of trying to find out what happened to her. That's pretty good. Uh, I liked it. School, school spirit like spirit. I watched, like it. I watched it and then didn't get to do the interview myself, but I still liked it. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. But anyway, that's coming out soon. Um, I don't think there's anything else. The only other thing I saw was, was Ant-Man. Um, and I, I will say, I'm not going to, I won't play about the movie because I know you don't want to talk about it yet. But I just thought about it now. I was looking at a picture. It made me think about it. Um, I was very happy to get to see uh, a preview of, of Guardians, too, was my other comment. Um, I enjoyed the pre- – I want to see Guardians. <laughs> oh, there's a promo was for Guardians in the yeah, theater? Yeah, a trailer for Guardians. I'm like, I want to see Guardians. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see Guardians. Uh, so, 
but uh, but Ant Man was 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 pretty good. Well, the effects were good. I mean, it, it was it was good. I liked it. I mean, oh, good because the reviews the reviews are mixed. My favorite, but I liked it. Yeah, the reviews are mixed, so I look forward to seeing it. And yeah, talking I liked to you it. I about think it, that it was a lot of it was spectacle, like a lot of it was special effects because it's in the quantum realm, and it was more. A lot of it was more funny than serious. I mean, it was serious too, but it, it was funny too. I liked it. I mean, like I said, Ant Man isn't my absolute favorite, so I wouldn't say like it's my favorite of the Marvel movies. But it was definitely a very good-looking movie. I was more impressed with the effects of this than I was with Avatar, so I, I don't know what that says. Oh, wow. That's saying something. That's yeah, saying something. Oh, You're You know what it kind of reminded me of? It, the, the costumes and, and the alien-type things reminded me of a cross between Star Wars and Hunger Games. It's <laughs> what it made me think of. Because it kind of had, yeah. like, you know, like the Star Wars cantina-type thing. But then, yeah. I don't know, it, some of the makeup in that made me think of Hunger Games. So I don't know. But I liked it. It had a really good, like, they recreated the whole universe. So it's got some cool stuff. But there is that, and there's um, during credits and after credits, which you have to watch, obviously. But okay. there was the one, I, I like the one scene especially, but you'll see. But anyway, I won't give any more spoilers. Right. But I did like it. I enjoyed it. So, And I definitely think it's worth seeing in 3D. Usually I come back and I say, yeah, not really. But I think this one was. I enjoyed huh. the 3D. I, I mean, can I'm see that being in the quantum realm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Stuff. Based on what the quantum realm looked like in the last movie, yeah. Yeah. So, huh. You know what I kind All of right. wonder, though? And this is just kind of a, a, a little bit of a divergence, but I did want to want to say this. I'm curious. I, I never – they didn't do it before today, but I know when I went to Avatar – they didn't do this, and I wonder if this made a difference with the quality of the of the film. It might not. I don't know. But um, we went to the the XD 3D, which is mm-hmm. like a I don't know a better quality yeah. that's at Cinemark. Mm-hmm. I I usually choose that one because since sometimes I get dizzy at 3D, I don't really know if that makes a difference. But <laughs> I was so afraid because I've had such bad headaches and stuff that it would bother me. I've been going to the XD and spending the extra money. But aside from that, I noticed this time when we went. They had two sets of, of 3D glasses. They had better glasses for this theater. They've not done that before. When we went to see Avatar, yeah. they gave us the same damn glasses. I kind of wonder if maybe that's why it didn't look as good either. Don't know. But just hmm. want to put that out there because I did get a different pair of glasses. Okay. This might require and it might some have research. nothing to do with anything, but I'm just vague. But anyway, it did look good was my main, my main all point right. to all that. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Well, you talk about cars. I'm going to get going. And All right. All right. Have a good night. Next week. Okay? Okay. Have a good night, guys. Bye-bye. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Picard. Picard, Picard, Picard. I feel like there was a strong start, and then I feel like this episode did not – uh, I, uh, uh, where to begin? I, I had a couple issues with this episode. So did I. And they're not all related to Jack Crusher. Uh, so, I, like I said in text, I'm a little disappointed if it's just simple fact that it's his kid, which maybe I misheard uh, the mask, but I, I, I mean, I feel like maybe it has been 30 years since Beverly's talked to any of the crew. 
I thought they said no. 20. Um, I feel they said 20. I, thought, I really feel like okay, multiple said, people yeah. have said 20. So that's 10 years that she would have had this kid. Um, I, I don't know. The whole thing, it just, the math doesn't add up for me. Um, right. The fact like, that we Riker, don't know. Riker figured it out. He's like, this kid reminds me of somebody. He's like, how do you not, you know, and he's like telling Jean-Luc, how do you not see what I see? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like your theory that he's actually an alternate reality (laughs) character. Um, you know, from the, from the other. That from an alternate real, an alternate dimension, alternate, alternate universe where Beverly and Jean-Luc did get together. Um, I still don't understand why you'd name him Jack. Uh, so we don't know how old this guy is in this show, but we know that it's 20 years, 20 years, 20 years since they've seen Beverly. Um, I don't know how she could have had a secret son that nobody knew about. She was on the Enterprise. Right. She was part of their lives. She was, how does nobody know about it, right? And, right. and the actor is 34 years old which he could be yeah. playing a younger character, but is he playing a 20-year-old? I mean, he doesn't look like he's 20 years old, right? Also, I right. thought the rap sheet that this kid has that was rattled off all the crimes he's committed was n- not the rap sheet of a 20-year-old. Like, he had to be committing, like, major yeah. international smuggling when he was, like, 15, right? Not to mention um, all these different aliases. Yes. And he I said, mean, oh, Star Beverly... Trek- Taught me, taught me, but yeah. how was he arrested like six times and Beverly zero times, right? Right. Well, she started getting away, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. I, so I think that it's all problematic. And the name, I, I, this is why I'm thinking alternate universe, because maybe he's from an, this, I mean, alternate universes as we are now firmly a part of the canon. I mean, they always were. Yeah. They, I mean, there always were alternate universes, but now Discovery has really, um, you know, done that hard yeah. for these new shows. Um, and so maybe there's an alt where they had a kid, and maybe, like, they named him Jack because, like, I mean, I get it, Beverly's ex-husband, Jean-Luc's best friend, maybe there's some storyline yeah. where they got together after his death and, and yeah, but it's irritating to me and it kind of overshadows other stuff that's going on. Um, but I have a second giant problem with this episode and can you guess what it is, AJ? Um, unless it's the same thing that kind of bothered me, then no. <laughs> oh, it might be the same thing that kind of bothered you. I am the captain of the enemy ship, the pursuing ship, the hunter, yeah. whatever she know. is. Yeah. She is the Joker. She's like a comic book level of villain. Like the way she <laughs> actually, the way she laughs all the time. I'm like, oh, she's like the Joker. She like makes herself laugh all the time. Um, I found her to not be a very um, compelling villain. 
No, because she's not she's she's too over the top to really be scary. Like she's super scary, mm. but then she's just a little too much. There's just a little extra in there that makes me think like, Oh my god, please get her off my screen and shut her the hell up because she's ridiculous. Um Yeah. I, I do no, that wasn't my problem. I do No? Oh. What's your problem? Um we'll finish your problem. Oh. Well I I do think, you know, there was that bit where where um, Seven's like, I used to be a ranger, and I've never heard of these people. It says she's never heard of Jack, or she's never heard of this pursuing ship, right? Like, I feel like maybe she came from an alt. Is she chasing Jack from the alt dimension? Like, I, I know that Starfleet mm-hmm. is not law enforcement, and they don't get involved with these sort of routine crimes Jack has committed, but I think if there was a ship with this kind of power... That Starfleet would have heard about it, right? Right. So I wonder, has she pursued Jack from the alt? That's my theory. Possible. I like your theory because the simple fact of him just being Picard's son, I don't know, kind of problematic. But my other issue, and I guess I don't know if it's really an issue, but it it just kind of, it, um, and too easy. Um, The captain has been a complete jerk the whole time. Which is, you know, fine. He has, every, he has every right to be a jerk. It's his, it, it is his ship, after all. But where I had the problem was he's been completely rude to Jean-Luc and, and Riker this whole time. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you know, you're a retired admiral. You really, you really carry no weight. You don't mean anything. And then the minute the shit hits the fan, Picard is like, I'm taking over this ship. Admiral, blah, 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 you know, whatever his code shit was, and everybody automatically is like, yeah. oh, yes, we have to listen to him now. Meanwhile, before that, though, the captain has been, like, just disregarding them. Like, that's, if that's all Jean-Luc had to do, why the fuck didn't he do it sooner? <laughs> like, I was yeah. a little annoyed that it was point. that easy for him to fucking take over the fucking ship, and the captain couldn't say boo. But meanwhile, you know, the first episode... He tells the two of them, he's like, I have real, you know, real higher authority that I have to listen to. You two are nothing, you know? Like, yeah. And now all of a sudden, John Luke, like, is running the ship. I'm like, ah. Oh. I kind of. I, I have a little uh, bit of so, problem with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week. I've never been in the military, and you, right, never. Um, and and how I wanted to, like, ask military people, like, if a retired admiral came on your ship, could you really be like, whatever, old man, shut up. You're reti- you're a relic. You're retired. Shut up, old man. Yeah, that, like, yeah, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, that would definitely not I happen. Mean, right, right. Like, he can't give you maybe commands, but maybe he could. Like, like is it like being well, a priest? Like, said. like, just could. Like like yeah. when you made the analogy with the president, you know. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not like right. Yeah. You still like oh my then again, Donald, or... <laughs> then, 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 yeah. then again, how do you think people respond to Donald Trump nowadays? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and I was just about to compare it more to being a priest. Like if, if you're a priest and you're an archbishop and you retire from being a priest. You still have the power to like baptize somebody or marry them or do whatever, just because you're not. Or even if like people leave the priesthood, supposedly, like I've heard this in Catholic school, like they still never, unless you're like kicked out, 
they still always have the power. Like, if I used to be a priest and I was like, I'm quitting, i got to get married, and I saw you dying by the side of the road, I could throw it over and give you last rites, right? Right. And that's how an admiral is. Like, I can still jump in. But also, he's not just an admiral. He's like, he's like Jean-Luc Picard. It's he's like, a legend. It's like, it's like <laughs> Patton came into your office and you were like, shut up, Patton. Go home. You're an old man. You're retired, that's right? That's funny. I like, I like that analogy. That's funny. Or like Eisenhower, no, you're right? Like, you're like Dwight Eisenhower. Who the hell are you? Go, go yeah. home and to your retirement or whatever, right? Like, it is we'll a little. Play with and then immediately Jean Luc's like, "I'm taking over the whole ship." Boom! And you're right. Why didn't he do it in the first place? If the guy was like, you yeah. know, um, I do think that I, I did think when I was watching it that while the whole thing with Jet Crusher being Jean Luc's son is problematic, and it, you know it's not working for either of us yet. We have these theories. I do wonder if we dismissed it too easily last week because, you know, the entire series, the first two episodes have been so much about, like, Jean-Luc having a legacy. There's so much about him, like, aging, and he has no partner. He has no, like, what relationships does he have? He gave it all to the Federation. Like, what's his legacy? What does he leave behind? Right? That's the whole theme of the whole thing from the jump. And so I was like, oh, I guess it only makes sense if you have a son, and even if it doesn't work out and it and it, it, it kind of doesn't make sense to us, of course that's where they're going with the show. Right. Right? Like, I, I was like, oh, did we, like, You know, and not... that, was the, that was the other thing about the villain. She was very knowledgeable about everybody on that ship. Yeah. And they knew, didn't know Jack about how. her, right? Yeah. They knew yeah. nothing about her. Yeah. I mean, she even makes a comment about who. Go ahead, go ahead. The Wicked Witch of the West. I'll get you, my pretty, <laughs> and your little dog, too. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, what I was going to say was she made that little throwaway comment about uh, – she's like, oh, and then Jean-Luc Picard and all his synthetic wear or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like – I'm like – I was like – how many people know he's synthetic now? Like, that is not common knowledge. That is not something you just, like, Google. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. Like, You're right. I caught that, too, that she said that. She said, in all your, like, synthetic glory or all your whatever it was, she yeah, made some remark about knowing that he's been, like, uploaded to and his even body, the, basically, right? And, and, they made a point, and they made a point to see the captain kind of give a side eye, like, what is she talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, on the uh, B story, though, I was so ecstatic. Oh, I was so, so, so. The Raffi story. Um, oh, yeah. I was, well, you know, really enjoying the Raffi story. And I'm like, oh, God, she's going to take this drug to prove that she's not Starfleet. I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. I was like, she has a history. And then she does it. And, you know, she's like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble now. And even that first, even it was a, even in a blurry image, I got very excited. I was like, "It's Worf!" I yelled, and Artie goes, "I don't know who Worf is." <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to see Worf, but I was a little confused too because when I realized that he was her handler, I was like, "Why would he be such a jerk earlier?" <laughs> 
I know. So then he was like, um, he's like, I told you not to engage. That's when you realize that she was, he's the handler. And I'm like, no, that doesn't seem right. Like, Worf does not seem like the type to dissuade somebody to get to the truth and, and, and fix, you know? I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get better Especially, explanation next week, but. Yeah. Especially in this kind of a situation, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, to me, that was a great reveal, partly because um, I don't know why, but I I had it in my head that Rafi's handler was female. Um, so did I. I think it's because of the voice, because the computer voice yeah. is kind of feminine sounding. Right? Yeah, the computer voice, like, made me so think it was a that was. Yeah. So that was probably intentional to get us as viewers to think that because I never thought, you know, I never in a million years thought that Rafi's side story was going to have anything to do with anybody else. So when Worf came flying through there, kicking everybody's ass, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, But it just leads more to the, I mean, you know, right now it looks like Rafi's story has nothing to do with Card's story. Um, and they eventually, I'm sure, will clearly have everything to do with each other. Oh yeah, right. This is. I feel like I feel like your 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 maniacal witchy Joker there. She uh, she's gonna have something <laughs> to do with them blowing up the uh, that. Uh... By the way, that is an incredibly brilliant way to destroy something. To basically teleport it on top of its yeah. <laughs> right. That was such a great scene. That was so cool. It was pretty cool. Um, it, yeah, it does seem like maybe the maybe the wicked witch is like interested in. I don't know she seems to be just looking for justice against Jack Crusher, but there's more going. It's obviously all coming together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know. The whole thing with like Worf suddenly appearing as Rafi's like handler, um, you know, is I, I think I would like those two characters together. I mean, it does beg the question oh, why awesome. he was dishonest with her, and they're going to be great together, right? Um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun because she's she's rebellious and insubordinate, and he's. Um, I don't want to say not. he's hung up on. He's not, and and I don't want to say he's hung up on like Starfleet rules as much as he's kind of about like protocol, right? He's a, he's a um he's a, a Vulcan. They're big on like uh, I'm sorry, he's a Klingon. They're big on like tradition and whatever, and he's yeah, just, yeah. honor, right? Um, she's a person who has dishonored herself. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. I guess I was not surprised to see him in the show. I expected to see him in the show because they're getting the band back together in this in this season, right? right? We know that a lot of legacy characters are coming, but I mean, just you're right. To I see him there, there, right, with Rafi. Um, that was great. I mean, as much as I enjoyed her with Seven of Nine last season, I'm gonna enjoy her. Um, her and Warner is so much more. fun. Yeah, yeah, gonna be great. So uh, that was that was a high point, right? So I bitched a lot about Jack Crusher. We both are not happy with the Jack Crusher storyline, and I don't. Well, think I think we just West. don't have enough. Yeah, yeah, we just the Jack the the problem with Jacks we just don't have enough information. Yeah, we're we're, we're more complaining where we're hoping it doesn't go. 
<laughs> yes. Um, for now, I'm sticking with not real fun, alt fun. The fun he could have had. Yeah, it works for me. Like the idea of like the legacy he could have had, but didn't have right. the decisions he made. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. But you know what would be you know but you know what would be really funny and Artie actually said this uh, is um, he goes he's like how he, you know when Jean, at the end of the season Jean Luc goes home to. Uh, um, what the hell's her name? His girlfriend, Laris. Laris. He goes right? home to Laris and, 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 and introduces. This is Jack. This is my son. She's gonna be like, "How long were you gone?" <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, that kid's getting pretty funny. Um. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, I, I guess he'll go, go back or whatever, but. Um, well, it's going pretty well so far. I mean, I have the last season has been pretty good, so I'm waiting for. I, I think is Q coming back? I think Q might be coming back. Um, if, if Q, I mean, you know, I hope not because I, I think we kind of put. I thought we kind of put Q to bed. Yeah, yeah, um, he was dying. Since he was dying right? last season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Q's coming back. Um, I know Brent Spiner's going to be in it, but I don't know playing what character. So he's played so many versions of himself and and his creators and well, other kinds played, of people. He could be yeah, anyone. He's played, yeah, he, I, I mean, I have a feeling he's going to be another. Uh, uh, another Doctor Song. Yeah, Song. Doctor Noonan Song. So we have another. I don't know how long so, the series right. be. Ten episodes, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, so Probably. all right. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm out of town next week, and I won't really have time to watch any shows because I'm getting on going? my ship on going on a cruise on Sunday. Oh, I'm going right. on a Caribbean cruise, and I'll be gone for the whole week. And there's no TV on a cruise. There's like ship TV. Um, so I'll be I'll be behind because um, nothing's on now between now and everything we watch is front loaded on the. Well, maybe I can watch Picard. Everything else is front loaded, right, on Sundays and Mondays. Um, yeah. So you guys will do a week without me, and I'll be back on March the fourteenth with you guys. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. You guys have a good All week. All right. Miss me. You too. Enjoy. Enjoy. Of course, we will enjoy your cruise. I will. Thank you. And everybody right, have a good week out there. All right, thank you We are done. We are signing off. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Come back and listen to me and Jamie next week. And uh, stick a fork in us because we're done. Good night. Bye.